Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Can you make this new body That song was Honey Eaters in Hedge Corridors by May Saraswati. Um, definitely one of my favorite artists, uh, local artists. Well, I guess she lives in Perth, but she's, I still consider her a local. She's, she's really amazing. She's made lots of amazing albums and she just released um, this one quite recently. It's called, uh, the album is called Devotions and that's the, the track that we just heard it off. Um, and before that, we heard Fading Through by another local musician, uh, Lafia, who just did a tour or is doing is on tour currently and was in Melbourne just um, on Friday, uh, like two weeks ago. So that was really beautiful. Thank you so much, Wafia, for playing in Melbourne. You were wonderful. Um, so I would like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting live from stolen lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples, and I'd like to pay my respects to elders past and present and any elders who may be tuning in right now. So you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. And um, who's in the studio today? Well, there's me, Tan Hung, um, and lovely, lovely lovely angel iris is in the studio as well you oh, wanna... thank you so much for flattering me <laughs> i got it i got a flatter on air that's what i'm good at um so please please introduce yourself to queering the air's audience uh yeah i'm iris as you already as you already said mm-hmm. and i've listened to three cell for a long time and this show is great and i'm finally on it cool and i like being a mermaid at the beach Awesome. I also love the ocean as well. Um, I recently moved out west, so I live very close to Williamstown Beach, and that's been my local. It's it's um, it's absolutely beautiful out there. So I feel very lucky to live close to the water. Um, so on today's show, we've got some really great interviews that Amy, uh, another Queering the Air m- uh, member, did for us on Friday at Footscray Community Arts Centre, um, Rani Pramisti ran again the Women Arts and Politics Symposium, um, and that's been running for a couple of years now. And, or I think perhaps it started last year, but this is at least its second or third year in running. Um, very exciting. And this year's theme was basically um, trying to answer the question, what is a woman artist? And so we've got a couple of interviews and segments um, covering that uh, that 
event, so we're going to listen to them now. What this event is, is the culmination of an eight-week workshop program that I've been doing with local high school students at both Footscray City College and Gilmore College for Girls. And it was a uh, workshop program that I called Art and Feminism, because essentially, every single week, we looked at different topics of intersectional feminism through specific artworks. And this year, um, the students have been lucky enough to be introduced to two particular um, contemporary art forms, uh, spoken word poetry and comic book making. And it was pretty deliberate because Melbourne has really thriving scenes in both of those art forms. So I wanted these guys to know, hey, if you're interested in this, you can go out and join these communities and like, keep making work. It's really cool. To, um, it's a real privilege to live in this place, in this city. So um, what, uh, what we covered, we definitely started with a conversation on gender inequality. But because it was intersectional feminism, which uh, was what we were looking at, then we moved on to also cover how that can't be separated from experiences of racial inequality, from class inequality, and other forms of privilege and disadvantage. And I need to say that the underlying value or belief, I suppose, of this workshop program is that the personal is political. So what I facilitated was a space where these young people, hopefully you guys felt safe to do this, um, to share uh, personal experiences. And then I encouraged them to go, if you feel safe to make work from those personal experiences and then share it at the Women Art and Politics Symposium and accompanying exhibitions, that's what the goal is. So I wanna say that all of the works that we're going to share with you today has been inspired by personal experiences of these young people. It's inspired by what they get angry about, what they love, what's marked them in their journey in life so far, and it's incredibly, incredibly brave to be sharing it with you all today. So can we please have a thunderous round of applause? <laughs> I don't think I could do what you guys are doing today, you know, at your age. No way, no way. So well done for getting to this point. I'm gonna invite on stage the first student, um, as you guys know, it's pretty nerve-wracking to be the first one to come up. So when I invite you to clap, please give her a very, very encouraging um, round of applause. This young woman is very passionate about women's rights around the world and the disadvantages that women still face today in their everyday lives. Um, she was mentored by Latifa Elmrini, a Melbourne-based spoken word poet, visual artist, and educator. And also, by the way, a graduate of the West Writers Group here from Footscray Community Arts Centre. Please help me to welcome Drashti Patel. You, 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 you. <laughs> so, more than 66 million girls worldwide are not attending high school and primary, uh, primary school and secondary school. Are we okay with this? Next slide. Every day, 39,000 girls are forced into early marriage. That's 27 girls per minute. Are we okay with this? Since the age of 15, one in five, one in five Australian women had experienced sexual violence and one in three had experienced physical violence. Are we okay with this? Women work two-thirds of the world's hour, yet earn only one-tenth of the world's income. Are we okay with this? Let me ask you this again. Are we really okay with this? Because I'm not. There's a huge gap between 
males and females in our society. Women are considered under men in every, in every part, whether it's work, education, politics, or just in our community. We can change this if we want to. Small steps are essential. Even changing society's perspective can bring a huge difference. Women are not just shadows in the, ground, uh, in the background. They're powerful and strong more than we think. And now is the time to bring a change and treat everyone equally. Thank you. Thank you, Drashti. Next up, we have Alex Davies. Alex is from Braybrook, and she goes out a lot. I don't know why I had to tell you that, but she goes out a lot. Um, she is inspired by what people do, and um, she created a comic artwork which was inspired by um, seeing women being confident on the beach. She has been mentored by Jessie Dean, a textile artist from Yarraville in Melbourne's West, who recently won the 2014 Melbourne Fringe Best Visual Arts Award. Please welcome Alex. Yee, yee, yee. So Alex will be reading out the dialogue of the comic because we realised that you couldn't actually um, read it from the audience. Yeah. I'm just going to read everything off my phone, so... <laughs> um, well, my comic shows that a woman on a beach having a nice day enjoying herself. And these women come along and start judging her on how she looks by saying, oh, what did she think, she is an animal? Or does she have any respect for herself? And then in the next two panels, there is a man, there's men, wondering why she's surfing and when men only surfed in that era. And how no one wants to see her body just because she's plus sized. The last comics, she decides to step up and says she's, you know, I might not be skinniest or most glamorous person, but you have no right to say those things. Just because I'm a woman who is bigger, that doesn't mean I should cover up. I love myself and what I do, which is surfing, and no one will ever stop me. And then she is saying, stop sexualizing the human body and downgrading women's abilities, which is a big statement for my comic. For example, if you're walking and you see a woman on a billboard in a bikini, what would you say? And what would your first thought be? Some people would say, oh, she's showing her confidence, not, nothing wrong with showing some skin to show her progress and how you met, made your body to look like that. And others would say, oh, that's just photoshopped. Or she's just a plus size model. People would say, oh, no one wants to see that. She should cover up. Everyone has their own right to their own opinions. But why would, should people's opinions stop stop from women from showing some skin just like men do. Everyone has their own right, sorry, and how women have more rules on the way they dress and the way they do than men do. More freedom should be allowed for women even if you're skinny or plus size. The only thing matter matters is confidence and having that self-respect and not caring what people think, which I wanted to show and display in this comic. Pull on your style and your body and how you want. If you step up for your beliefs, we can make a change in this world. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. 
So for the first time this year, we actually included young men in the program. And that was because the young women who participated in last year's program kept saying to me over and over and over, Rani, young men to need to be part of the conversation on feminism. And actually, last year's cohort was particularly passionate about addressing sexual violence. And they were like, you know what? As young women, we get told all the time how not to get raped. Can we please have conversations with young men to talk about men's responsibility in addressing sexual violence towards women? So it was really great, actually, to meet these two young men whose works you'll be seeing today. This next work is a video work called White is Right by Footscray City College student Declan O'Rourke. Declan, multi-talented young man, directed the film, wrote the poem, composed and performed the soundtrack himself. He was motivated to make an art piece that addressed the unequal representation of a variety of races in both media and politics after realizing that commercial media and Australian politics does not and cannot properly demonstrate the reality of the people that are close to him in his life. Declan was mentored by Ezel Dindeng, um, an innovative filmmaker who arrived in Australia in 2004. Ez now works at Co-Health Arts Generator and MasterChef Australia as an arts and production assistant. Let's enjoy White is Right. White is right because white is all I see. Magazines, movies, TV. Am I not right because white is not me? Systematic exclusion from the bright lights because implied perfection is clearly bright white. Again and again, the colour token is spent for its value is a denial of a racist's repent. But how does that token still catch our eye? Like a black fly in your slice of American pie. But this issue isn't just in the business of fame because our rule down under is uncannily the same. The black voice is naught but a mouse in Australia's very own parliamentary White House. I see this whitewash of power and struggle to see a voice speaking my truth, a voice just for me. How can they tell me what's wrong and what's right? Is it cause I'm black? Is it cause they're white? We share the same air, we share the same earth, but we cannot breathe and you've shown us our worth. One day we'll be seen, one day we'll be heard, one day we'll be one. I give you my word. Hey, are you curious? Do you want to see how a busy radio station works? Do you want to know how over 300 broadcasters come together to produce radio 24-7? Are you interested in seeing the inside of a radio studio? Or do you want to find out more about 3CR's unique radio philosophy? Let me take you on a station tour. For $90, 3CR offers one-hour radio station tour for groups at a time that suits you. Radio, live transmission. Radio, live transmission. So if you're part of a community organization, student group, or institution, give 3CR a call on 9419 for more information about radio station tours at 3CR, go to 3cr.org.au and click on Station Tours. And you're listening to Query... Um you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. Hello, um, it's me, Tan Hung, in the studio um, with a lovely guest friend of Queering the Air, Iris. 
Yes, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for coming in. Um, so we just heard just a, um, a 10 minute intro to the Women Arts and Politics Symposium at Footscray Community Arts Centre that happened on Friday, the 8th of April. Um, and Shortly, we'll be hearing an interview with Rani and some of the participants at the symposium, as well as um, a discussion that some of the participants had on street harassment. So um, please be aware that, um, and I'll, I'll give another warning again a little bit later when I play that, but there will be um, talk about street harassment a little bit later. So I just wanted to come back and think about perhaps some of the things that were said in, in that segment that we just heard. Um, I think it's... I attended the symposium last year and um, just hearing this again reminded me of how um, the the performances that I saw by um, high school students essentially was was in, was incredible like um, I think if <laughs> at that age uh, it would have been or growing up in the school I went to it would have been very hard for me to um, to do something like that to speak about those kind of issues uh, being pretty much the only uh woman of color <laughs> at at high school so um i mean the the only asian 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 woman at uh, in high school so that that was yeah that would have been a very that was a hard environment obviously it would have been very hard to speak about something like this at that time so yeah i find it really wonderful that these students are speaking out about it um i think i would love in the future to hear um, students who are living in rural communities to s- if you know if this would be something that's appealing to them um, because I think the students who attended the symposium were um, from City Girls College in Footscray perhaps or some at least a city school so yeah any thoughts Iris on what you heard? I think that I, I had thoughts come to my mind when I was talking about um, men and like including them and sort of like talking about feminism because mm-hmm. so often all that like labor on feminism falls to women and non-binary people as opposed to like men and also like like that emotional labor that goes into like educating men and that's so often like unpaid yeah pretty much and it's this dynamic that's just completely patriarchal and it's like a, like men need to be talking to each other about feminism and not just um, talking to women or whatever, or other people about it. Yeah, or relying just on women and femmes to yeah. educate them, for sure. Um, but I think it's really great that in this year's program, because um, at the demands of essentially these young girls, like Rani uh, has worked with them to decide that they w- will include like young boys in the program and for them to think about feminism and um, their role in this mm. whole messy world. <laughs> yeah, and that- it takes me to another point, like, mm. um, and if you, if you exclude the people that are assigned male at birth, then you're actually excluding a lot of people that might come out as, like, trans women or, or trans femmes, so... Yes. Yeah, so you need to, like, yeah, it's a bit more complicated. Of course, yeah, yeah. there are definitely um, those, I guess, like, queer dynamics as well, like, um, you're right, you're excluding those who fall outside of the gender binary, so... Mm. I think there was something that really struck me in one of the performances that we just heard where one of the students was talking about um, their skin. Um, and, yeah, that, that made me think a lot about, like, how our skins are, like... I guess in these kind of performances, what I've seen is, like, what I described before, these girls seem very brave, but 
it's like we we shouldn't in the world like why are we always like reduce or like seen as like we have to be brave or something like that when actual fact like it's like oh this shouldn't always be the case of us having to deal with this you know these ridiculous situations Mm -hmm. where we're um essentially like being harassed or like feeling uncomfortable in spaces um and then we have to be brave so um yeah i think it's like it's all it's about being brave but also being vulnerable as well and i guess Mm -hmm. through this symposium we see that these young girls are exposing themselves in a way by being brave but also being vulnerable to an audience Mm. Mm. yeah yeah it's true like, why can't, like, vulnerability be seen, like, as, as a strength instead of, like, a weakness when it really is, like... Totally. Yeah. 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 Like, in terms of, like, how society values different things. Yeah. And um, how society values, like, a, a strong woman or, like, yeah. there are certain ideas of what a strong woman is. And that's obviously, like, according to the patriarchal gaze. Like, so, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely. just think we need to change that as well, how we see ourselves as... Um, str- strong and like as femmes or as women yeah yeah mm. um so now we're going to play an interview that amy did with rani the uh, creative producer at footscore community arts center who organized this forum as well as some of the participants um at the forum so uh, we're here today at the FCAC um, with some of the um, participants and the associate producer who put on uh, the Women um, Art and Politics event. I've just been in the symposium. Um, yeah, so I might just go to introduce yourselves um, and say, yeah, how you participated in the event. Um, my name's Gabby oh, um, and my piece was about racism. Uh, my name's Aaron, and uh, I did a piece on uh, journey, uh, moving from uh, the country to the city, and what that was like for me, and how I felt about it um, at the symposium today. And you know, I've never done anything like this before, so it was a really good experience. I'm really glad that it was a really good experience. Um, <laughs> my name is Rani Pramesti. I'm an associate producer at Footscray Community Arts Centre. And I was also um, ooh, privileged enough to run the workshop program with these students. You guys were participants in the project. Um, can you tell us a bit about what that process was like for you? What you got out of it? What was, what was the most powerful, perhaps, part of it for you? Uh, probably not being exposed to that kind of program before. Uh, we've never had something like that at Gilmore. And uh, to have that was really good because I've, you know, always heard about feminism and seen it on TV, but I've never actually been involved in anything to do with feminism or anything like that. So that program coming there was actually a very good um, experience and Rani Rani did a fantastic job of exposing us to that stuff. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, it really challenged us. So I wouldn't, I don't think if it was for this project, I would have spoken out about racism and like what I experienced. Um, but yeah, I think it was really good. It was a good experience. It was stressful, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was stressful. Gabby <laughs> was editing late into last night on her video. So it was a bit stressful. Like 10 o'clock at like... Mm. Wanted to talk about um, what it was like. So today was kind of the combination of everything that you've done and brought that to a broader audience to have bigger discussions mm-hmm. with other people. And I, yes, I was interested in what that was like for you. Um, scary is my main word. Terrified. I uh, didn't want to get up in front of people. 
Uh, it's kind of why I did a, a visual piece, um, but it was at the same time it was very rewarding, um, just because I haven't done anything like that or again. But you know, it was today was awesome because not only you know they know about my piece now, but it's here for a couple of weeks for everyone to see. So that's pretty awesome, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good meeting people that had kind of the same views you get to see everyone's views on the topics and um my mentor amy is thinking about using my piece next year in one of her um girl fest oh, things awesome. so yeah opened a lot of opportunities and like everyone said it was scary but that's why i chose to do a visual piece instead of having to go up there and talk <laughs> freaked out when i had to what for you um it, I think I just found it really satisfying because it takes a lot of work to get people in the same room actually um, and I had to chase you guys you know what I mean <laughs> um, and, but also I had to chase some of the people who came here today so it was very satisfying to then see the interaction happening um, and you know the thing about the symposium which I think is really important is um, that it's action oriented so it's not just about the symposium and then that's it. It's about what can we do after. So that, that hearing that um, Amy wants to put your piece, Gabby, in Girlfest, for me that's already a brilliant outcome. Yeah, because it's about connecting you to um, the broader community. Because yeah. you can't tackle these issues of gender inequality in isolation, right? So, hmm. you know, I think for me, what I noticed was it was a very mixed audience, a very intergenerational kind of audience. Of, and so I thought, yeah, it was very, from my perspective, it was, it was very powerful to see how those conversations kind of were happening. Yeah, we even had a baby in there, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we did. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You. Um, yeah. And um, the next interview or like segment we're going to hear will contain content of sexual harassment. So please be mindful of that. And they'll go for the next four minutes. Just when I walk down the street, um, you know, I think when I walk every day from my office to the car, um, if there's, I, I'm very aware when men are on the street or if they're walking alone and I, I sense them and I feel them walking behind me and that it happened today actually. I remember feel, you know, sensing there was a man walking behind me and then there was a man walking toward me and as I was um, walking past a car, a parked car, I, I used the window to see a reflection to see how far behind me the man was. You know, not that I was not no. that he was going to do anything yeah. or you know but i was really aware and but it would have been it is and it, and it would have been good to have known he wasn't that close i know perhaps you know i've we've had a conversation before about you know maybe he could have crossed the road or maybe i should have crossed the road or or that he would be oblivious like i've got all of this going yeah. on in my head yeah. and um, so maybe if men knew that that's sort of some of the internal dialogue that goes on yeah. To just keep the distance. But to keep the distance um, when they they see a, a woman. So, so on the almost as a sort of convention, is, is there what distance is the safe mm. amount? Like, would it be half a meter or a meter? Like, is there an ideal kind of? <laughs> <laughs> 
and I know that the Department of Justice has been um, providing grants to at least bring back City Council in Sunshine to improve the lighting in some of those areas. So um, it sounds like they have some kind of program. I don't know which if they've been approaching all councils or whether councils have to. Um, this is bring back City Council. Oh, okay. Yeah. It could um, be solar light, so it doesn't have to cost, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be well, an expense. Well, I think, I, I think they've been thinking along those ways <laughs> yeah. as well. So it's it's definitely on the mind of state government yep. and some councils, but I don't know whether the councils have to apply yep. for the funding. Yeah, I think like what guys can do, I think, as a sort of a reactive thing, I feel like, um, which has happened to me before, if, if they can see that a, a woman seems to be in talking with a man and feels uncomfortable, that yeah. they could go up and check and say, hey, is everything okay? Yeah. Um, because one time I was being harassed by this um, man who seemed like he had drunk quite a bit uh, in the street, and I was walking back to my car, and just in that moment, a guy... Um, that knows some high school friends of mine was walking past and he came back and he kind of walked and he realised that I was not comfortable with the situation and he came back and he said, hey, you know, what, what's going on here? This is my cut. So he just pretended that I was his Yeah, that, that's relative. a great thing to do yeah. to pretend. And um, he said, look, you know, um, is what's going on, whatever. And, and he walked me part way to my car mm. and so the guy kind of... Um, backed off after that Um, but also like you know if you're at a party and um, you've got to walk back to your car like having guys sometimes offer to walk you there yeah that's Um, a great idea i mean you shouldn't have to have somebody walk you to your car sometimes um, it just feels better (laughs) as long as it's the right guy walking (laughs) you back to your car i mean i think that's such an important point is to for women to see men as not high standards of really sexist um, behaviour and to actually, for us to have more confidence, I think we need to see men standing up more on our behalf and getting involved if they see proactive Because yeah. I imagine that there's, a, there's an innate fear that, you know, I'm going to get mm. punched in. Yeah, especially too if, if we were talking earlier that on one hand they should keep their distance of possibly three metres, how do they then, like yeah, at what point yeah. do they intervene? Right, gentlemen, this panel is now on air. In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here. I will die here. I am not moving. 
So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying, Happy Birthday 3CR! Yes, happy birthday 3CR. You're 40 this year. You've come you've come a long way as we can we we heard in that minute and, the, and a half cart. Um but there's so many events happening this year for to celebrate 3CR's 40th anniversary. We've got 3CR Community Radio's If People Powered Radio exhibition. Um that ends on the 23rd of April and is held at Gertrude Contemporary um, gallery on Gertrude Street in Fitzroy Collingwood so please do check that out and there'll also be a book launch a little bit later on um, more details to come soon so you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio with myself Tan Hung and Iris in the studio and we've just been listening to a couple of um, interviews and segments from um, Friday's event at Footscray Community Arts Centre, the Women Arts Politics Symposium, and just wanted to reflect a bit on some of the things that that was that have been said in the last twenty minutes. Um, the last segment we had was on straight harassment, and I just wanted to mention that I um, that I will be um, talking a little bit about straight harassment in the next few minutes. Um, so just just be mindful of that. Um, um, I also wanted to say, okay, so the, well, the first thing is that I l- love what Rani said in the last, um, in the last discussion or the interview actually, where she talked about how important it is to have a symposium because symposiums are action orientated. It, it allows people to come together, to, to connect, to relate to each other, to share and express opinions, to critique each other as well. And I think that what Rani has done is absolutely incredible because um because from what we've just heard where lots of the um the young women were talking about like fear and street harassment and patriarchy as well um often we feel these things in isolation and to come together um can be very hard because we all have different schedules but even but when we do get to that point of coming together it um you know we left we're left with this kind of um feeling of just gratefulness of being able to relate to other people and having our experiences shared with others and being able to have that oh yes I've felt that before moment so yeah that's what I really love about this event that Rani's been putting on Mm. um and one thing I was thinking about was in the last segment we just heard was uh, a couple of people discussing street harassment and what men can do and something that a lot of the things I had were quite I guess practical in a sense um something I'm more interested in is the emotional side of things and um the more mental side of things and what um I suppose everyone really but I guess in this case we we're talking about young men can be doing to change their behavior so um, Iris said something really great before about emotional labor and so perhaps even getting young boys to be more conscious of their emotions and um, how they take up space and how they are in the space so yeah Iris do you want to talk a bit more about your thoughts on on that on emotional labor and yeah, yeah it's interesting um so, so i think like emotions and stuff mm. often with different 
masculinities that men um, um, reproduce. Mm. So they're able to like display particular forms of emotion like anger. Yeah. But then they don't feel like they can be like vulnerable or, mm. Um, mm. and they can only like be vulnerable with like their partner, and they can't be vulnerable with other men. Yeah. And has yeah. rooted in this structural homophobia. Yeah. Um, so that's just thoughts that came to my head about mm. about that. Mm. And I was also thinking about street harassment, and I had thoughts about how my experience as like a non-binary trans woman is so completely different mm. um, in terms of um, like everything. Like at first, like I'm white, so I get a like a pass from a lot of authorities because they see me as they've confirmed me a lot of white privileges. Mm. But at the same time, like street harassment, it also comes from authorities like the cops and if, if yeah. I'm like my identification looks nothing like me my name's not the name I use mm. and this is sort of like state stuff that like has like effects on me all the time yeah um and the stuff of, and I, I was I'm not talking about lighting another thing that came to mind when I'm talking about lighting mm. I was like this isn't really getting to the root cause of um the fact that a lot of like masculinity is like based on this domination of other people, particularly women and femmes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what we need to be trying to like educate people around or change. Yeah, it's not just about like um, having police authority like be more aware of us because uh, there's some of us have very bad experiences with um, police and um, yeah. So and it's not just about like yeah fixing whether a street is dark enough or not. Yeah, it is about changing behaviours and mentality around this and, like, the root causes of these issues. Um, it's interesting because, like, I... When when, I, when I'm when i more femme-presenting on the street... Oh, well, there was this one particular incident where I was walking down Brunswick Street um, and, yeah, I was a bit more femme-presenting and also it was quite interesting. I was wearing, like, lots of red and, like, this kind of... Um, pattern top that I bought from Vietnam um, that can be deemed as oriental I suppose Um, so I was kind of boxed into this whole um, passive Asian femme walking down Brunswick Street at night and it was just like it was awful because someone you know who was so happened to be sitting at China bars you know said some awful things to me and um, and I imagine they didn't expect me to react to them but but haha, I did. And um, yeah, and you know, it's just like there are all these when you present yourself in a certain way or if you're fitting outside of the, the gender binary or you're, you're a person of color, you're a woman of color, you're a femme, um, you get boxed into all these different categories of like how you should behave, um, that you should behave this way if you're Asian, if you, you should behave this way if you're a woman. Um, yeah, and I think all those all those categories mm. can be stomped on the ground, really. Yeah, <laughs> it brings to mind, like, thinking of constraints and that. Mm. So street harassment also, like, comes from women, like, towards me in terms of a form of trans misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't read me as, like, a woman enough or, like, yeah. I'm too visibly trans or whatever. And that sort of plays out of me internalising um, when I can use, bar- like, gender bathrooms or whatever. And often I have to like center the safety of like or the comfort of cis people. That's like mm. I've internalized that all the time mm. um, because of like the harassment I get. It's just like yeah, it's frustrating. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, it is really frustrating. And I guess coming, thinking about that uh, makes me think about uh, something we were talking about before about being brave, how that shouldn't be like the um, the norm, essentially, because we have to, well, essentially this world has been <laughs> designed so that we have to be brave because of the um, the different systems that oppress us. But really that shouldn't always be the the case like we should just be allowed to exist as whoever we are um and however we would decide to identify and not be bothered by people who are just yep yep those are some of the thoughts i have Mm. yeah i suppose like people um that has the privilege to be able to like break down like versus like you have to be brave all the time because you can't do that everyone relying on you you and your like emotional labor or something yeah yeah for sure um okay well let's listen to some tracks and like ponder those feelings those are a lot of those are a lot of yeah, thoughts, a lot of thoughts. <laughs> what tracks next um, we're going to hear my favorite this is broken next by eskimo also my favorite also your favorite cool it's a really great album so um i hope you all like it Birds are singing louder and the days are getting longer Open up your hands and accept that this has ended Nothing in this world is holier than friendship When I'm sitting on the bed You're listening to 3CR. This is Billy X. Jennings of the Black Panther Party. Power to the people. Oh, no. Freeze, fellas. You're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer? Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No No comment! To everything... Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment. Yes, you say... No no comment! To everything? Yes, say... No no comment! comment. If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. Fitzroy Legal Service proudly supporting 3CR. And you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio with myself, Tan Hung, and Iris in the 3CR studios, listening live right now. Um, it is almost four o'clock and we're almost out of the studio. So just before we go, I just wanted to mention that the two songs that we heard was From the Top, Broken Necks by Eskimo um, from her album OK. And the song after that was called Every Day, and it's by R.L. Kelly um, from the Alex G slash R.L. Kelly split. Uh, Both really great artists. I really love them. Uh, Just wanted to plug also Myriad Collective. So um, Myriad Collective is a group of trans and gender diverse artists and organizers in Melbourne focused on creating opportunities for community performance. Myriad Collective is a Melbourne-based group started by Queering the Air's very own Lee Incognita, um, who is overseas at the moment doing, I think, journalism in Shanghai, which is really amazing, um, and also local um, uh, local Melbourne person Darcy T. Gunk. So it's coming out of the Reframing Gender Project, and 
the collective aims to continue the work of reframing gender um, by creating spaces for trans and gender diverse people in Melbourne to hold performances and exhibition. So Myriad is actually looking for trans and gender diverse artists and performers. They're looking for people to be part of the performance showcase on Friday 20th of May and the art exhibition from the 20th to the 21st of May this year. Uh, If you're interested, I would highly recommend that you check out the collective page on Facebook. So that's Myriad Collective. So M-Y-R-I-A-D Collective. Um, So please do check out them. And the submissions, if you want to um, participate in the project as an artist, then I think that ends on 18th of April. So um, that's in about a week's time. So please do check that out. Um, Okay, so that's... That's it from us. Um, today we heard from well, Amy, our Queering the Air uh, collective member, did some interviews with Rani and some of the participants at the Women Arts and Politics Symposium at Footscray Community Arts Centre. Thank you, Amy, for doing that. And we also heard some really great songs and um, had a lovely guest in the studio, Iris. So thank you so much for being on air with us, Iris. Thanks for having me. And shout out to all my friends that may be listening. Yeah, shout out to all our friends. Yep. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to go out with a track. And this is a song called Unstoppable by Leanne Le Havis. You're listening to 3CR Radio.